0: I promise to bring my experience and curiosity to each episode, then together we'll peel back the onion on this ever-changing discipline that is marketing. I'm so happy you're here. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Marketing for Startups podcast. Um, I'm doing something a little bit new. Um, If you're listening to the podcast and you would prefer to see me visually sitting in my office sort of. Um, ranting on about marketing, you can find me on YouTube and on Instagram because now this is kind of turning into a show as well, which is really exciting. Um, So welcome to this week's episode. Today, we're talking all about how to hire great people and really how to find um, those types of either employees or freelancers or contractors that are going to help your startup get from the startup phase to the growth phase, right? Those star employees that are gonna feel dedicated to your mission and that are gonna be just rock stars. And I've, I've been hiring people for over 10 years, um, probably more than that, about 15. Um, and no one ever really taught me the right way to hire or one that really worked well. So I'm gonna talk a little bit about my journey Um, and my experience and give you the nuggets of wisdom that I have acquired over, you know, the past five, six years of hiring like strictly remote workers for startups. Um, So let's dig in, but before we do startup founders, if you have not created a go-to-market strategy for your business, I have a free resource for you. I wanna make sure that you grab it, it's awesome. It's the go-to-market strategy checklist. So if you go to go, uh, if you go to uglyventures.com, which is U G L I V E N T U R E S backslash G O T O N A R K E T. So uglyventures.com backslash go to market. All one word, all smushed together, no spaces, no nothing. You can grab that free check, checklist. And it gives you all the foundational elements that you need um, to do beforehand when you're building your marketing strategy and then walks you through the steps of building a marketing strategy. So go grab that resource and let's get started talking about how to hire great people. So let's begin with how I've done it wrong in the past. So when I was working for, now I've always worked for startups, but I've worked um, in different types of startups. And one of the first startups I worked in was a, a hospitality development company, and we were developing boutique hotels. And so that uh, those entrepreneurs that I worked with were part of EO, which is Entrepreneurs Organization. It's an international like organization. I'm sure you've heard of it before. And so EO really works within the methodology of the um, scaling up methodology that was developed by Vern Harnish. And it's a fabulous framework for scaling a business. But we, we used um, a hiring system that was, and I the name escapes me of what it was called because it had like a pithy name. But essentially, it was this uh, process that were, was like hours and hours and hours. I think the interview process was something like five or seven hours of interviewing people before making the hire. And the idea with that was really you know, having the opportunity to really dig into someone's personality and their values and their work ethic and, and their skill set you know, really being 100% sure that this person is the right fit and making that candidate spend a lot of time in the interviewing process. And so I went through that when we were hiring for the hotel. And, you know, it was a lot of commitment. But at the end of the day, um, what I really found is the only way to really know if someone's good or not is when they start working with you. And so this got me thinking, you know, because there are no guarantees, but how can we cut the time and give a little bit of insurance to ourselves when we're hiring people? Like there has to be a better way because even going through this long, you know, five to seven hour interview process, you know, over several days with like one or two candidates um, in my experience didn't actually guarantee that that person was going to be the right fit for the job right because in the interview process you're not actually seeing the person on the job okay you're just asking them a bunch of questions and you're trying to get a sense of their personality and there's a lot of businesses that use like personality assessments they like There's some businesses that are actually doing like cognitive tests, right? So if you're going to apply for a big organization, they're asking you to do like a standardized test to just see like what your reasoning ability is and all of that stuff. And listen, as a startup, we don't, you don't really have time to go through all of that, right? It's just, and, and sometimes it's sort of like, listen, at the end of the day, you want to make sure that the person has the ability to execute. And so this is sort of what has gotten me to develop this philosophy, and it's a philosophy that's it's not my own, but it's all centered in this this quote, which is I don't work with you until I've worked with you, and this can be implied in a, a lot of different ways. I'm going to give you kind of the framework that I use when I'm hiring teams, because I you know as the work that I do as a fractional marketing. Um, director, fractional marketing uh, officer, chief marketing officer, however you want to call it. I'm essentially leading marketing departments for my clients. And so in doing that, I have to build out a specific team for every client. I don't work as an agency. And the reason I do that is because what I have found is different clients have different needs. And a lot of times clients, maybe depending on their marketing strategy, they have a larger budget for certain marketing activities and, you know, need certain skill sets depending on like their vertical and their product. And so I've done a really great job building kind of tailor-made teams based on the needs of the clients. And oftentimes it's much more cost-effective than having that agency model. But with that, I'm hiring huge volumes of people because I'm filling out, you know, I mean, huge volumes, right. But each, maybe I'm hiring like five to 10 people per project. And that's happening like on a rolling basis, depending on what projects I'm working on. And so I've developed sort of like a framework, sort of a process that I use that I want to share with you guys today, because I think that it would be really useful. And so if you, but, but before we start if you're kind of sitting there scratching your head like i don't even know where to start finding people i have a whole other episode on how to find people to work for free in your business which is a great <laughs> episode for finding like great interns or um, you know ways to find advisors or different different situations you can get yourself into where you're going to be getting free or close to free labor in your, in your startup, which of course is so important for bootstrapped founders or as you're trying to raise money. But let's just assume that you know the different avenues, uh, where to find the people. And now we're gonna talk about the framework for how to sort of um, the process of getting them into work in your business. Um, but I will do like a quick side note for, for marketing hires. Um, I've had great success posting on LinkedIn. Lots of people on LinkedIn are very hungry to find marketing jobs. Um, and I've also had a great, great success on Upwork as well. So, those are two other resources. So, how do you get great people to work inside your startup? So, first, it starts with your job description, the JD. And I want you to put a lot of care and attention into the job description. So, we're going to be covering the basics, which is, you know, what are the requirements of the job and what are Um, some of the day-to-day tasks that the job will cover. This, of course, is very important. But as a startup, oftentimes as startups, maybe we can't offer these like huge, exciting and flashy packages, and maybe our budget is not the highest. So the JD is the place, the job description is a place where you should reserve at least one paragraph at the beginning of the job description, that really outlines your mission as a company, the values, the cultural values that you hold within the organization and the different things that, like the different benefits that work, like working for your startup is going to offer. So perhaps there's something like, you know, growth opportunities, perhaps that you guys have, you know, flexible work hours, working remote, you know, you have offsites once a year, like great locations. Like there's different things besides like those traditional packages that startups can offer that are really enticing. And of course, in like this day and age working, you know, having this culture where you're not sort of counting people's hours, but you're having them be accountable for outcomes and you don't care when they work or like how they get it done. They're, you're just like looking that they get it done. Nowadays, remote workers love that because if they can figure out their schedule where they're like taking Fridays off, but they're getting everything done, that's their own business. People really love that kind of autonomy. And that's something that a startup can offer rather than working for a big corporation. So take some time to to pinpoint the specific benefits working for your startup can offer, right? And then also sharing the passion. You know, a lot of times people that choose to work for startups, they do it not just because of the money and compensation, but also because they believe in the mission. So you need to be very clear in communicating your passion as a founder and the mission of your organization. It's really going to make a difference really because a lot of, a lot of times, and especially nowadays, people are really want to work with people they like, and they want to, they want to be working in a business or in a company that is in line with their values. So put all that out there in the job description, and you can do a Google search and find a lot of examples on how to write a great job description. Um, but keep those things in mind: right, clarity on the skill set they need, the the you know requirements of the job, and the experience that you want them to have had, and post that on. Upwork, post that on LinkedIn, um, or you can find even ways to get interns or that free work, and you can check that out, that other episode that I mentioned. So the next thing I want you to focus on is volume. So I want you to be getting a good pool of candidates. And this is something, this is a piece that's often missed because we're putting out fires and Working in startup world, things are moving so fast. Oftentimes we needed people on a project like yesterday. But that's why I want you to diversify like where you're posting your job description and trying to source people. Don't just do it in one place. I want you to post on Upwork, on LinkedIn. I also want you to tap into your network. Tapping into your network is so important. Send out through any communities that you're involved in. If you're in WhatsApp groups or you're in Slack channels, just really, really, really leverage all the resources that you have to find great people. Um, You wanna be getting at least, I really, really like to move forward with at least three candidates, okay? Three candidates seem to be the golden number of how you can really find someone awesome, but more times than not, I'm, I'm looking deeply at maybe like 10 to 20 people that have applied and are good fits, and then choosing kind of three to move forward within the process out of those ten, because again, time is of the essence and really important that these processes go fast, especially now because I feel like the market is crazy and that everyone's looking for people. So having a really organized process flow and clarity in the job description, um, and really honing in on those, you know, three to five really great resumes and then whittling it down to three to move forward, doing it efficiently and quickly is going to be essential. So once you're sort of setting up moving forward with those three candidates, right, you're going to want to just touch base for a quick initial call. And the point of the quick initial call is two things you're going to want to see if there's just a general vibe, like their personality, if there's going to be like a culture fit, that's really important. Cause you got to think, is this a person that I'm going to want to be working with? Do they, do we have some kind of rapport? That's important. And if in that first moments you feel like no rapport and you're not driving well, just move on. Right. But the point is, is that you want to end up with like three people that you think could be a good fit for the job. So if you find in a quick like 10 to 15 minute call, whether you're driving or not, you're going to um, invite them to the next call or not, right? So if you're not driving, you can just say like, thank you for your time. Um, We're going to be reviewing some other candidates. And then if we find that we want to move forward, we'll move forward with you. You know, you don't have to say like, you suck. I don't want to work with you, but just in a nice way, you can kind of blow them off and then not get back to them, right? Just say like, you know, or just send them an email after saying like, oh no, we decided not to move forward. Um, But in this process, you want to find these three people. And if it's a good match, then you say, okay, the next step in the process is we're going to be doing a test project. Okay, so this is really the juicy part of this whole episode that I want to share with you. You want to have these three candidates going through a test project. And a test project is going to be something that you need anyway, okay? So this is really the, the great thing. So if there's any, like, piece of research for us or a strategy or whatever, like, let's say that you're trying to hire a social media manager, you're going to give them a test project with a very specific outcome, okay? The test project is, I need you to create a strategy that's going to create more engagement on our social media channels, or I need you to create a strategy that is going to get us more clicks to the website, right? And so the idea is that you're asking them to create a plan for this very specific outcome that you're asking them to present to you in a presentation. That's gonna be like your next call, which is gonna be like 30 minutes. You're gonna give them one week or five days to complete the project. And then you're gonna set up a 45 minute interview where they're going to present the project to you. Okay? And in those three candidates that you have, when you're listening to the project that they present, you're gonna be looking for a couple things. If I was hiring a social media manager, I would definitely need someone that can think high level strategically, someone that has specific um, tactics that they are looking to employ to get that specific outcome. And I wanna see that someone has an idea of being able to um, report on data and sort of digest and interpret data into action steps. So those are like the three, requirements are the three kind of things I'll be measuring each of these candidates against, right, to determine how well they are doing those three components. For the person you're hiring, you're, you may have different criteria, but you need to have a sort of like a, an intention going into this process where they're presenting to you the project so you can kind of have a little scorecard that you're keeping as you're listening, Right. And so in doing this, a few things will happen. You're going to see how they digest the requirements of the project. So you're going to lay out exactly what you want, right? You want a a marketing strategy that does X, Y, and Z, what the outcome is going to be. You're going to see how they internalize those instructions from you. You're going to see, you know, did they ask any questions throughout the week, you know, to help them create, like, how did they communicate or were they just like working in a silo? And then the thing that they presented to you maybe wasn't that missed the mark, right? You're going to get a little taste of their personality over the week, and, and during the time where they're doing the test project, it's really wise to like check in, ask if they have any questions, blah, 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 blah. Um, you really want someone that is showcasing, um, that they're ambitious, that they are, that they are, um, um, what is the word? that they are taking the initiative, right? They're taking the initiative, they're trying to get clear on what the instructions are. So it's not only about what the outcome of the project is, but also the process of doing the project, how they interact with you um, and how they work. So you're gonna get a sense of that. Um, and then of course, like at the end, if you're driving well with them, you really like the presentation that they presented, you think they have good ideas, you think that it's well thought out, that it's presented well. Um, that they're not afraid to sort of, um, that they have confidence in what they're doing. This is all gonna help you make a really great decision. So once you have those three candidates, more times than not, there's gonna be like a clear winner. Like, And you will be surprised at the crap that people come up with. Even if they present themselves really well at that initial like culture fit call, that they can come up with like complete garbage at the project and you will be so surprised but that will save you so much time. Um, and then, you know, the test project is gonna really reveal who that perfect fit person is for you. Um, and then you go ahead and sign them and get them started. Now, when I sign new people to work with, another trick that I love to do is set a three month contract initially. So usually people wanna get on an ongoing retainer until affinity, which is great. Um, but I love to do a three month initial contract where at the end of the three months, we're sort of regrouping, we're doing like a little bit of like a review where we're sort of talking about the work that they've done in the previous three months, what can improve, what, like what we can improve together, you know, do they, are they happy, all of that stuff. Um, And it gives you both like a little bit of an, of a reinsurance. So whether they're going to be contracted employees if you, if you're bringing on employees, you can still do that initial three months, which is more like this consulting sort of time frame, like a, like a probation almost, but nah, probation's probation is not a good word. You can use a different word, but start it for the three months. And then you can bring them on as a full-time employee. That's going to give you another three months of sort of testing, seeing how everything's working, all the stuff, which is really great. And it gives them an out and you can sort of communicate it like that. It's like, Hey, if you hate the job, you hate working with us, you've got this out right there and we will help you sort of find the next thing. Um, or we'll get you, you know, the benefits and all of the bells and whistles at the end of three months. If it's a subcontractor, um, or like a freelancer or whatever, those three months are really great, um, for the same reasons, but then you assured them that you'll get on like a regular retainer at the end of three months and that you're really looking to, And communicate with everyone like you are as a startup, like looking to find your people that are going to help you grow and you want to grow together, right? So as the business does better and they'll do better, you want them to have some of the upside of what you're working on. All of these things are really beautiful things to offer um, these teammates because it's opportunities that they maybe wouldn't have at a larger organization, right? And if you can, can if you can communicate your passion and the excitement of your vision, and you can kind of sell them on you as a leader, um, they're gonna be really excited to get started with you. So this, so there you have it. That's the process that I have. So let's recap, let's a little bit, right? So we start with the JD. We're gonna get a great job description that's super duper clear, but also communicates the passion, the values, the mission, the culture that you're building in the organization and some of the special benefits that only like a startup can offer. Then number two is you're going to really reach out to all of the spaces that you can pull candidates from. And you're gonna wanna end up, the the target is ending up with three great candidates, just three to offer to do this test project. Now, when we're going through this pool, we're gonna probably pick like, you know, five to eight people to get on a 15 minute call to just check in, see what their personality is like, say hello and see if you wanna invite them to do the test project, okay? If, if things are flowing really well, you can just present the test project right there on the initial call. And then if they're not really a great fit, you can just kind of say, okay, well, we're still looking at other candidates We'll get back to you if we wanna move forward with the process, okay? but the goal is to get these three personality fit candidates to do a test project. Then you're going to have prepared a very clear test project. And the test project should be something you already need. Okay. So if you're like, It's going to be awesome because it's going to be like a very inexpensive way to get something that you need. So if it's like a research project, or you need to like do an email sequence or whatever, you can incorporate part of what you need into this test project. Another caveat is I really strongly suggest paying people to do the to test project, like a thirty dollar an hour thing with a maximum of like I don't know however whatever depending on the project, like say it's. 30 bucks an hour with a maximum of five hours or 10 hours. I would not go any higher than 10 hours, but you can say like, okay, for 300 bucks, more or less, you could actually have delivered to you something that you really need, like a strategy or some research or copy. Okay. I've actually had social media and prospects actually doing posts. So it's kind of like, if I'm gonna hire you to be a, so, like a social media manager, I wanna see like, what are your design skills? What is your copywriting skills? Like make me a week's worth of social media posts, right? Um, something like that. So you're gonna present the test project, okay? You're gonna give them five to seven days to complete it. You're gonna check in with them during that period of time to see if they need anything and get a sense of how they work. And then they're go- those three candidates are going to present the project to you. And I tell you, there will be a clear winner at the end. So that's my process that I use. Again, I've hired like dozens of people using this process. And what I have found is that you don't really know how good someone's going to be until you start working with them. There's a lot of people that are super charismatic and they really present themselves really well but at the end of the day, they don't have the execution skills, right? So execution is being so, so important in the startup world. You want to make sure that people can really dig their heels in and get shit done. So I hope that process is interesting for you. I hope it works for you. Um, If it doesn't, let me know. If it does, let me know. If you have more questions, you can always DM me. You can find me. I'm always on LinkedIn, um, Victoria Hajar. Um, and uh, yeah, I can't wait to see how this works out for you. So, again, thank you for listening to the podcast. If you're seeing me on social media or on YouTube, um, welcome to my world. I'm, I'm excited to be in front of the camera. Um, and I'll see you back here next week. But until uh, I see you again. Please remember, it doesn't matter how fast you go. Okay. It just matters that you don't quit and you don't, you stop You keep going. I know you can do it. Um, thanks for checking in and see you next week. You did it. You made it to the end of the episodes. Thanks for sticking around with me and listening all the way to the end. I really appreciate you as an audience member and i hope that you found this helpful if you did like this episode it would mean so so much to me if you subscribed if you rate and review this podcast it helps other people know that this podcast has something worth saying it also would be super awesome if you could take a screenshot and share on instagram and tag me at ugly ventures u-g-l-i ventures v-e-n-t-u-r-e-s I am always so appreciative to hear from you and I hope to see you back here next week on the Marketing for Startups podcast.